sound I like to hear. You know what that means, Grants? What's that, Jack? It's time for some weekly drinks. Time for some weekly drinks. And we uh, we we went ahead and got ourselves a little head start. Yep. As always. As always. Um, and uh, for all six of you listening last week, uh, we hope to not go over an hour today. We actually have uh, seven listened to the last podcast, so. Yes! We got seven now. I mean, you know, maybe eight. With, with, I don't know. Maybe eight. Okay, maybe eight. No, no, Grant, you've got you've got a particular beef to pick. I do. At the beginning. Uh, I saw this on Psych Today a couple weeks ago, and it said inattention and a need to show off are the biggest killers of all, especially of our generation. And it said that selfies kill more people than sharks do. In 2015, 19 people died because of selfie-related incidents, and only eight from sharks. And now another example of this inattention and the need to show off that are the biggest killers of all in our generation, the Carolina Panthers, because they really killed themselves in that Super Bowl. They sure did, Grant. They sure did. And part of, and you could tell even in the hype week, um, Cam was getting a little rattled on the media days. Yeah. Because they were, they were hacking at him, you know? They were. Uh, they, they were trying to get at him, and he, he was, so. you know, he's a show off and showboat, but you know, and uh, you know, we've already Grant, gone over that. Yes. What, and by that? the way, we haven't even pointed this out yet. Thank you, Peyton Manning. I called the Panthers Thank by you. fourteen. I've never been so happy no. that I was wrong. Never been so. Never been so more happy, happy that I was wrong about something. Anyways, now Grant, it's time to get to our questions of the day. The questions of the day, Jack. You haven't seen them yet. I have not. This is the first one. I know the first one already after reading the first sentence of it. Okay. There's only one athlete to hit a uh, Major League Baseball home run and score an NFL touchdown in the same week. He's the same athlete who was the only person ever to play in both the World Series and the Super Bowl. Hmm. You know it. I do know it. Okay. And I'll, I'll save it for and the number last two, second, but I know it. Florida State's Jameis Winston became the youngest player to win the Heisman in December of 2013. Who was the oldest winner, and how old was he when he won? Here's I know the answer to this. Also I... happened to... Uh, play for Fuller State, so you know. I do not know his age, but I will guess my best, but okay. I do know the answer, yes. Well then, uh, here's another one then. Uh, I'm just going to go out. What color was Oscar the Grouch originally? Okay. Well, well Grant, uh, that impromptu <laughs> question is a great chance for us to go ahead and uh, take our first drink break. We'll be back well, in Not a drink break. Not a drink break. Oh, that's We're right. We're doing What Are They Drinking right now. In that case, it's time for What Are They Drinking? I drink your milkshake. Pass me a beer. Ah, thanks. I needed that. We're good, streaky! And it's time for What Are They Drinking? Grant, what are we sipping on today? Well, Jack, because of Peyton Manning, we're sipping on some Budweiser today. Of course. Of course. Of course. For the great sheriff himself. Um, Now, do you know that Peyton Manning, when he said, when he plugged Budweiser twice, by the way, he was not paid to do it. However, he's a smart businessman. You yep. know why? What's that? He owns stock in Budweiser. No, he doesn't own stock. He owns the he owns two distribution centers, I think. Of course he I does. I think that's what it is. Yeah, and of course he does. When he plugged it twice, yep. that that was worth $13 million. That's ridiculous. It's a Super Bowl. Yeah. Super Bowl. Everyone was immediately commenting about, oh my gosh, Peyton just like plugged Budweiser twice. Yeah. And you know what everyone was drinking during that Super Bowl? Bud Light. Bud Light. Because that was the drink of the Super Bowl, but now Budweiser. Maybe next year Budweiser. Maybe even though Budweiser. it's the same same company. company. So it's not like they care. Anyway, still money. Budweiser. It's great beer. I, I always love it. 
uh, it's very full-bodied. It, it, drinking one will will lead you to believe that you just ate a loaf of bread. Yes. Um, heaviest beer that isn't the heaviest cheap beer that there is. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. But I, I like it. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> so now uh, th- this this drink segment is sponsored by flashdrivesforfreedom.org. Uh, you can now donate your flash drives to stop North Korean brainwashing. Just uh, go to this website, flashdrivesforfreedom.org, and we'll send flash drives filled with movies, American movies, American, you know, things we do in America, and make it not seem that bad Well, of how we look in I mean, their eyes. It's, I think it would be more of a, we're looking less bad. I mean, it would be less of a, us looking less bad, more of them just realizing that North Korea is an absolute just... Just a mind control center. Do you know that, uh, according to the North Korean government, they have never lost the World Cup? Yeah. Yeah. They beat uh, Portugal 7 nothing in the final this year. Uh, if you're an idiot out there, uh, they've never played in a World Cup. In, in the World Cup. So. Yes. So that just uh, goes on to even more of the brainwashing. Yep. And, Green, you know what time it is for? Uh, I think it's time for the main topic. It's time for the main topic. Main topic. The grass, tigers, they taste best. Italians are the people that might venture onto a ship to explore and find new lands. That's right, it's time for our main topic. And of course the main topic, being the week after the Super Bowl, is Super Bowl 50. And what happened? Grant, what happened in Super Bowl 50? Well... Jack, the Broncos' defense won that Super Bowl. They did win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's it. The Broncos' defense won the Super Bowl. That could be our main topic right there. That's it. That's it. We're that's done. all. That's all we need to say. Yep. However, we're going to talk about it for about seven more minutes. Okay. Well, I can. I, I'll try to do that. Are they the best defense of all time? No. No. Who is? No. Do you know? Uh, I would say it, it for me. It's uh, I only saw one of these teams play, but it's between the '85 Bears and the '07 Patriots. Fair enough. Two best defenses. Maybe maybe the O2 Bucks are in there too because but did those two unreal. teams win a Super Bowl single handedly? The '85 Bears did, yes. Really? Okay. The '85 who, Bears who? also went uh, 15 and one, and they beat the Patriots by 30. Okay. Hey, if if you know, I, I don't. So there you go. Where does Von Miller go this off season? I think he stays in Denver. Yeah. I know he likes it in Denver. The guy's a cowboy. He wears Cowboys hats. Um, but uh. I don't think, and if he wants to to leave Denver, he won't because he'll get tagged. Yeah, I saw a report today that he was going to get tagged or they're just going to give him a ridiculous contract. And if I'm Vaughn, I'm saying, why not just wrap it up right here in Denver? Yeah. Get a big yeah, second contract. Um, and, and with Vaughn Miller, it's a lot of people are now saying like, oh my gosh, he's like right now one of the best defensive players in the NFL. It's been that way for the past four years since he got mm-hmm. drafted. Ever since off the bat, he was one of the best pass rushers in in the AFC, if not the NFL. But it's it's good to see Vaughn uh, getting his stripes. Yeah, and Jack, I, I saw uh, an article before the Super Bowl that forty thousand dollars worth of Super Bowl tickets were stolen from a San Francisco hotel. Is it like two tickets? Probably yeah, probably just two tickets. Yeah, so like a guy got ripped off. <laughs> so forty thousand dollars have been stolen. Yeah, well. It probably wasn't two tickets. I mean, your guess last week was awful. But anyway. Two weeks ago. Two weeks. No, it was one week ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. I am. Never mind. I'm a genius. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. Peyton. Manning. Manning. 
Manning. Peyton Manning. If, if you don't know who Peyton Manning is, he plays quarterback for the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos. He's the oldest winning Super Bowl quarterback and first to win with two different teams. And, L- and he's been to the Super Bowl with four different head coaches. Yeah, which is insane. Four different head coaches. Yes. Yeah. And we'll get to uh, head coaches in a little bit, especially yeah. in the NBA. Um, Elway was the first to win as a player and a GM. Do you think that Peyton will retire and become an Elway? I think Peyton will retire, but I do not think that he will immediately jump into a front office role because at the end of the day, I know he, my guess is he wants to stay in football because he's such a, just a brilliant football mind. And I don't think he wants to be a head coach at all. I think he wants to sort of step back and manage and manage a team rather than coach it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I there's I for me there's no way that Peyton doesn't retire because I thought Peyton was going to retire after last year because he was beat really? up. But that was just because he was injured and he was old. This year he was just a lot older. Yeah, had a had a negative touchdown to interception ratio, and even though the Broncos were undefeated when he was starting at the beginning of the year, he was not the reason why. Their defense was scoring more points than their offense. Yeah. Peyton Manning and that offense didn't score a touchdown against the Oakland Raiders this year, Greg. Yeah, I know that. And that is a big concern if you're a Broncos fan. But then again, they won the Super Bowl. And Brock Osweiler is a uh, free agent. But we'll talk about that later. I hope so. Von Miller did come out today saying that Peyton will play another season. Nah. We'll see. I, I don't, don't know if it. his, you know... Mm-hmm. His uh, whatever. Now, uh, here, here's another headline here. Uh, let's talk about the Panthers for a little bit. Uh, the only diving Cam did on Super Bowl Sunday was off the stage to get away from the media. And he also dove away from the ball. It's not that he didn't <laughs> dive on the ball. Yep. It's that he said, oh, no foul, because he didn't want to get hurt. Now, if you are a quarterback with four minutes left, you're down by six, you dive on the ball. Yeah, absolutely. You're down by six in the Super Bowl. Like if it's if it's a uh, a preseason game. Oh yeah, no, fine. no, no. You're not gonna do that. Fine. I mean, you're getting seven months off anyway. Yeah. Now this is what Ron Rivera had to say, the Panthers head coach. Uh, I think he was looking for the rebound. When that group of guys came diving in, when it ricocheted backwards, he tried to turn and get after the ball. When you look at the circumstances. The circumstances, he was looking at, I have no problem with that. What are you talking about? The circumstances where there was a ball on the ground. Mm-hmm. and That you fumbled. That you fumbled, and you better get it, or else you're going to lose. Because you're down by six. Because you're down by six, in the four Bowl. minutes left. In the Super Bowl. Broncos get good field position. And uh, short story short. Short story. Short story Long short. story short. Long st- goodness. Oh, wow. Uh Cam lost it, and he blew it. You blew it, Cam. This is Cam Newton's comment on that. I don't dive on one fumble because the way my leg was. It could have been contorted in a way. Okay, you say my effort. I didn't dive down. I fumbled. That's fine. But we didn't lose the game because of that fumble, I can tell you that. We lost the game because I got beat by that Denver defense, and I had three turnovers and no touchdowns. Yeah. Other people said that he might have gotten hurt on the play, but then again... You're looking at Thomas Davis, who has 40 stitches in his broken arm. Yep. He played. He played. Jared Allen, he has, he's got a broken foot. He played. He played. And, so, uh, and because your leg is hurt, you didn't dive 
with your arms. He would still be playing. He would have still played if he get a little hurt. He wouldn't have gotten that hurt. It was, I mean, uh, and he did play after that. If I were a diehard Panthers fan, I would have, I mean, absolutely lost it. And we did see a video this week. Multiple, I saw multiple videos of TVs going down. That taking TVs really I taking would have it. Destroyed my TV. Thank goodness you weren't a Panthers fan. Well, yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. So, um, it came out this week uh, saying that he doesn't regret leaving a presser or not diving on the football. This is Cam, by the way. He was quoted saying, show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. That just sounds like a Shooter McGavin quote, like from Happy Shooter Gilmore. McGavin. Like, it sounds like a bad guy in a movie that's just a dick. Yep. And you know why it sounds like that? Because Cam Newton is an ass clown. He's an ass clown. And I'm, I, I could say this 50 times and you still wouldn't get it how much I mean it. I am so happy, not only that Peyton won that Super Bowl, but that Cam lost it. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't that the Panthers lost. It was that the Panthers lost, and Cam was the reason. Now, it's it's part of his job to talk to the media, and, and when you do it that way, it makes a lot of people hate you. The, uh-huh. the stuff that he was saying after the Super Bowl. Um, do you think that the media got into his head pre-Super Bowl? I think they did. Yeah, I absolutely. I think they did because he was having to he was having to explain himself on media day. Yeah, he wasn't thinking about winning a Super Bowl. He's thinking about like clearing up with the media what's going on. And now he's saying, "I don't care what the media says. I'm still me. Well, I'm still me. I'm still a sore loser. Yep. I'm still a jack wagon." See, this is my prediction. If if all this media stuff keeps coming on to Cam this week, it's only going to make him better. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what kind of human do you think we'll, we'll see next year? I, I honestly think he will be a lot better than he was this year. I think he'll be better. I don't think he'll be a lot better, but when teams look at how they really got to Cam Newton, and they and they killed Cam Newton. Uh, and by the way, Cam Newton took 13 hits that game. Tom Brady took 23. Yeah. And still threw During for the, 280 the yards yep. against the Broncos. And, and that was on the road, too, in Mile High, but I mean... Teams are going to study that Panthers-Denver f- film Oh yeah. every time that they're going to play the Panthers next year. And they're not going to have the talent that they do, but they they might as well copy the scheme exactly. Yeah. Do you think that that loss killed the dab? I hope it does. <laughs> I hope it does so much. I hope it does, too. Um, now, with, with Peyton? Yeah. It, in, in terms of Peyton... Would you, what what um, how much money would you put up that this is or that that was or was not his last game? It's fifty fifty for me. Okay. Because um, the thing is, if he did come back, I don't think he'd be the starter. I don't think he would no. be able to start. No, he definitely wouldn't be the starter. If you got pulled mid season at thirty nine, what's going to happen to you when you turn forty? When you're that much older. When you have that much less. Now, we're going to go over... There's a really common phrase, defense wins championships. And for the most part, that's true. Um, But when you look at the past, let's just say, 15 Super Bowl champions, there are only four teams that had a defense outside of the top 15, and those were four upset teams. One of them was Peyton Manning with the 2006 Colts, the 2007 Giants, the 2011 Giants... And the 2009 Saints. All of them underdogs. The rest of them in the top 10. Defense does win championships. Defense and quarterbacks 
Because when you look at this list, whoa, whoa, whoa! If you if you're gonna say defense and quarterbacks, then wouldn't you say Peyton? Peyton? Peyton won. Peyton won that Super Bowl because the Carolina Panthers only scored ten points, and his defense defense yeah paved the way for thirteen of their points. Yeah. No, not but thirteen just, of them. Not thirteen of them. Twenty-one of them. Because that last touchdown, they had the ball in the five. That's their true. first That's their true. first field goal, sixty-one yard punt return. Yep. Chip shot. Their first touchdown, fumble recovery in the end zone. The only time that they scored on an offense after like a actual drive was the first kickoff when they got a field goal. No, they had two field goals. They had three they had three field goals. But two of them were set up by field position by the defense yeah, and special teams. And by the way, speaking of defense and special teams, uh best defense in terms of just personnel in the NFL, Seattle Seahawks are the favorite to win the Super Bowl next year at 8-1. to one. They're tied with New England and Pittsburgh. Those are the top three. Yeah. Carolina doesn't even come in until 10-1. to one. Cincinnati and Denver at 14 What do you think about that? Do you- I think uh, if you are in Vegas right now, you might as well go ahead and put some money on the Panthers. 10-1 is Panthers. the best odds you'll get. I, I put money on the Panthers, no doubt. I, I honestly think they'll win it next year. Because who else? I mean, besides the Patriots, and if they have a terrific offseason, they sign a wide receiver. If they sign a wide, a wide receiver. receiver that isn't 5'11". They will win. They will. Because it's Belichick and Brady. Because it's Belichick and Brady. Yeah, that's Belichick it. Brady. That's all it is. And Grant, you know what time it is for? A drink break. That's it's time it. for our first drink break here on Weekly Drinks. We'll be back in 30 seconds. in their masses Just like witches at black masses Get out the way, bitch, get out the way Evil minds that plot destruction Get out the way Sorcerer of death's construction Get out the way, bitch, get out the way Alright, Grant, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that drink break. Me and Grant did. Drinking out some Budweiser in honor of Peyton. And since it's after our first drink break, that it means it's time this week in sports. It's time for this week in sports. Give me the hell yeah. I said give me the hell yeah. Jack, this week in sports, Louisville basketball has been banned from the big tournament. A self-ban. A self-ban, yes. Rick Pitino said if he had the chance to let his team go to the tourney, meaning that he can't coach, that he would. So, well... Rick has been in a lot of shady business. Yeah. He's a shady man. He's a shady man. If you remember, after his Louisville team won the national championship in 2011, when the confetti went off, he shrugged his shoulders and looked surprised as if he thought it was a gunshot. (laughs) Rick Pitino is in the mafia, and it's a fact. It has to be a fact. I I agree. He looks like he's from God. I mean, it looks like he's in Goodfellas. It looks like he's in Goodfellas. It looks like Jimmy the Jet. I mean, if, if you don't know the story, the reason that they are... Uh, doing a self-imposed ban is because they apparently had prostitutes in the sports dorm rooms and Rick Pitino knows about it. And there are some quotes from the madam of the brothel, or brothel, the madam of the night. The, the madam, the the, the the head of the head of the hose. Okay. Was, um, the head of the hose. Was, she says some crazy stuff about what happened at Louisville. Yeah, I agree. 
Now, I want to get into this uh, Tennessee's allegations. We're, we're just going to go over NCAA allegations, it looks like. I because guess so. There's, uh, there's a lawsuit accuses Tennessee that football players uh, beat up a teammate who helped rape a victim. Who helped a rape victim. Hel- who helped a... Who yes, helped who a helped raped a rape victim. A raped victim. Yeah. The That's alleged rape said. victim was... Uh, the aggressor was... Uh, AJ Johnson, AJ Johnson, the middle linebacker from yep. Tennessee. This yep. happened, I think, a year and a half ago, and now it's only coming out that they were intimidating and beating up. So the, this other player, the plaintiff, apparently received a message um, who was witnessing several football players jumping a member of the football team that had actually taken this player to the hospital the night of the woman's assault and who had supported her decision to report the incident to the authorities. Um, This person and the head coach, obviously Butch Jones at the time, even provided the identities of the players, but was told only that we'll look into it. Later, it was understood that the uh, coaches were present during the altercation, but it has never been informed of any action was ever taken against the players in reference to that incident. And later, they became aware of the second assault on this uh, student in the team facility by the same football players. That is some sticky business. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I, I mean, this is only one article I've seen on it. Yeah. I, I don't. I have no clue what's going on. And I read into this today, and I still don't know what's going yeah. on. Well, I still I, have no idea. We will find out in the next, uh, in the next, next couple yeah. while. Next, yeah. ne- next little in the this, NFL. This is going to be drawn out. Oh, yeah. It should be. And mm-hmm. I mean, if Tennessee's being taken to court, then God damn it yeah. for me. So, Marshawn retires. His tweet were just cleats on a wire. Green hanging them up. Yep, He's hanging up them cleats. Hanging them up. It came... At the exact time, the exact time, the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl game, it was actually a, a week earlier, at 8.46 p.m. Mm. So this was almost exactly the time that the Seahawks decided to pass instead of run a year and a week earlier in Super Bowl 49. Beast mode going out with, I wouldn't say class, because you got to stay by your coach who won you a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but Pete Carroll says, that's on me. I should have run it. And you know what? He's right. He should have. He should have. And Beast Mode deserved to get that touchdown. However, that's the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was the Super Bowl. That's the Super Bowl. And you lost the Super and Bowl. And you lost the Super Bowl. Because you didn't give Marsh on the ball. Always I give Marsh on the mean, ball. I mean, that being said, you still had Brady with, uh, you, had, you would have had Brady with about a minute and 40 left. So. Yeah, that's true. Who knows? Now, the NFL will no longer allow players with convictions uh, uh, for domestic violence, sexual assault, or weapons offenses to attend the annual scouting combine in Indianapolis. But apparently drug offenses are fine. You can get busted for weed and be fine. Uh, well, the, they're trying the, to elim- I mean, they're trying to... They're trying to eliminate people who the crimes... Those are actually People crimes. care about. People care about those crimes. People don't care do about mean, drug people- offenses. People go to jail and prison a lot more for drug offenses than they do domestic violence. I understand that, but but this is... I'm fine with them disallowing that. It's just like, why don't you get rid of all convicts? People have been convicted. Because that is a... In our generation, that's not really... You're not a convict It's a hot-button topic, and it makes the NFL look good. And that's why they did it. No, And they made the NFL look good, why they did that? Are you saying the drug charges? No, I'm saying the reason they didn't do the drug charges is because people won't say, like, good job NFL as much as they would... 
for the domestic violence charges. They, I'm fine with them doing this. It's just, why not get rid of all convictions then? Because they probably know that substances will be legal in the next couple of years. But they aren't and now. They don't care. They're not now. And okay, but they're not now. Well, what do you think this means for these uh, players in the draft? Uh, I think for a lot of them, because I'm sure a lot of them have some sort. But of But here's offense. the thing: is convictions, allegations are one thing. But if you're convicted of it, then yeah. you shouldn't be the you shouldn't be at the combine. That's true. Because you've been convicted of domestic violence. And but will they still get drafted? Oh, they'll st- if, exactly. If they can play, they'll get drafted. Greg and Hardy could play. He got picked up. Ray Rice had a bad season before the elevator incident. He will never play again. No. And speaking of never playing again, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. Uh, here's my thing about Johnny. Uh, we need to get him out of this league. We he's, need to get him out of this he's league. He's embarrassing, uh, the NFL. He's a junkie. He is a drunkie. And uh, if you didn't hear this week, uh, the Browns actually lied about Johnny Manziel's concussion. I, I can't remember what week this was, but... 17 was the last week of the 17, season. Really? It was after a drunk practice. So they lied about a concussion that he had because he was actually drunk at practice and they just told him, get just... Just leave. Just go. Please go. Can we just stop talking about Johnny Manziel, man? Because I know. It's just, I'm tired of it. We could talk about it all we want, but the fact of the matter is, he's bad. Yeah. And he has problems, and yeah. he needs to get him fixed, Absolutely. and he'll never play in the NFL again. Yeah. And in NBA news, the stockpile of wood that our NBA head coaches are being burned constantly, and the latest victim is Derek Fisher. Mm-hmm. Derek Fisher, a second-year head coach, wasn't meeting expectations, and as the third NBA coach this year so far, he was fired. Yeah. A former player of Phil Jackson, as Phil Jackson is a GM and president, fires him. I mean... Say it. Just say it. NBA coaches are dealt with and treated like whores. Yep. Like, I mean, they are given two years, like, as I said, two years, and last year the Knicks were terrible. Uh-huh. This year they had a good draft. They got Chris Stapps, Porzingis, uh, Carmelo's been injured, and... Um, they have 25 wins before the All-Star break. Every other Nick fan is grateful for that because at this point they were expecting 15 wins. Now, I don't think they should have fired Derek Fisher. No. Here's the reason. Before the season began, there's a statistic module out there that projected the Knicks as a 25-win team with a per-game point differential of 6.6. Instead, they've already won 23 games, and they're on pace for 35 with a per-game point differential of 2.1. Now, the wins this season have been upped since that to seven more wins of that 25-win team uh, that they got at the start of the season. I really don't think they should have fired that coach. He was on track to make the Knicks better, maybe at the end of the season, but not in the middle of the season. I don't understand why we have to fire... NBA coaches in the middle of the season, like the, the Kings were thinking about, about firing their coach. Uh, George Carl, yeah, and ago. then they decided to have a change of heart, and that's a strange situation in Sacramento. Him and Boogie Cousins have always been at each other's throats, and uh-huh. for some reason they kept him. And uh, I don't really think George Carl's that great of a coach. He's a good coach. Yeah. He's not that great of a coach, and they got some good pieces to gear, uh, together in Sacramento for the first time since uh, Chris Webber was playing there. And uh, they're going to keep George Carl. Now, speaking of basketball and players that haven't played in a while, 
Shaquille O'Neal's number 32 jersey is being retired with the Heat, which is ludicrous, in my opinion. Why do you? Because all he did was win one title there. He played there for three years, and he was old. He wasn't washed up. He was still the Diesel, but he was there for three years. Well, his jersey's retired in... Uh, in LA? LA? In LA? No, it's not. He, is it? He, it yeah, is it retired is. in LA. Because you know why? Because he because he won six titles. But because he won six titles, he's one of the, he's known as one of the best players of all time. I, I would put him in the top twenty. What twenty-five? I, I, Fifty? I, 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 I don't know. Put him in the top ten players of all time. The thing is, I don't know about the he top only, ten. Oh, he has to be in the top ten. I wouldn't. Put it's him the, the Diesel. Top 10. Six rings. Seven rings. He's not in the top ten. Seven Look at rings. All the other players. Seven rings as a center. As a center, okay, but as a center, okay, I four, four Finals MVPs. There's a lot of other people you could put in the top ten, and there's a Maybe lot of people 15. that do not stack up near as much as Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, and and I just don't get why Miami is doing it because he was only there for three years, and his play was declining. I just think it's because he is known as greatness. Yeah, and with that with that argument, that's fine. But it's just, I mean, why else would you do it? I mean, this it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, speaking of uh, Shaq, you all know his best teammate ever, Kobe Bryant. Him and LeBron are playing tonight for the last time in Cleveland. Yep, they don't play a lot, Jack. They don't. They only play two times a year, seeing it's yep. an East and West matchup. Yep, and this is the last time they're going to play in Cleveland. I believe. I think it's the last time. That's a. That's Last time they're, they're, they're and today, uh, today a report came out that in 2007, the Lakers inquired the Cleveland Cavaliers about a one for one, or uh, excuse me, a one for two trade, Pau Gasol and Kobe Bryant for LeBron James. Cavs mm-hmm. said no way. Yeah, I saw that. No way. Yeah, we want LeBron. Good move, Cavs. Yeah, great move. Well, Kobe did, left, Kobe did uh, win two titles in the two years after that, but good move, Cavs. Yeah. Now. To Major League Baseball. Baseball's coming up, baby. Yeah, it's coming up. It's, Get ready. It's, it's on a high horse coming towards us. We're almost at uh, spring training. Mm-hmm. Finally, the rules on takeout slides will be changed. I've been preaching this for years, it feels like. I've always hate them, hated them. I saw them last year. There mm-hmm. was so many injuries at second base because of players yeah. coming from first trying to take out the thrower. I'm fine with the defensive slide as long as you're sliding at the bag. Yeah. If you're sliding at the bag, that's fine because you know what you do when you slide into into a base, you slide for the bag and you don't slide for a guy's no. knees. No. You know you don't slide for his ankles. You and don't that's do what it. They've been doing. They've been either sliding three feet, three feet. The the Chase Utley, the Chase Utley yeah, slide the chase in the playoffs is especially absolutely absurd. Uh, how, did he, he got suspended? Correct. He did get suspended. Good. He and he deserved that. He did. Um, I just think it's ridiculous. But some say it's it's going to take away the soul of baseball. I don't think it will no. because did reviews take away the soul of baseball? No. Yeah, a lot of people kind of said that, but then they were like, "Well, maybe we." Well, can it just makes the sport better because you can't yeah. review everything, and that's fine. But will this? I, I mean, this is. I mean, it's a big kind of deal. I mean, if you're taking away trying to make your shortstop or second baseman not be able to throw the ball, but if you're sliding at the bag, I'm fine with it. If you're you sliding know? at the bag, I'm fine with it. And you're and as a baseball player, you're taught. To always slide in that situation when there is a guy running to first yes. and you're going to second. You have to slide. You have to. And if you're sliding at the bag, that's fine. Okay. Uh, also in baseball, Josh Donaldson, the reigning AL MVP, signed a two-year contract this year worth nearly $29 million with the Blue Jays to re-sign with him. 
The Blue Jays, I think, are going to make a big old run in the postseason. Might see them in the World Series this year, even without David Price. I don't know about that. They got that. the bats. They play in a dome. I yeah. think they'll be fine. They play in a dome. They do play in a dome. Now in NASCAR, <laughs> Brian Vickers is replacing the injured Tony Stewart in the Daytona 500, which is February 21st, coming right around the corner. And Ricky Stenhouse Jr. will replace Stewart in the Sprint Unlimited this weekend on February 13th. Tony, uh, if you don't know the story, is recovering from back surgery after his January 31st ATV crash. I mean... I don't understand why he's on an ATV, especially when the season's about to start. In 20 days. 20 days. 20 days before don't, the season. ATVs are one of the most dangerous things you can get on. Yeah, you're just flying around on a yeah. little, on, on a little, uh, just on a little four-wheel. Now, Stewart House Racing originally wanted Jeff Gordon to come out of retirement to uh, race for Tony Stewart, and he just said, "Hell no." <laughs> Hell why? no. Why yeah, would you come no, out of retirement no. just for one reason? I wouldn't. I wouldn't risk my life for that. I mean, no, risk my I life. I that's, that's what they do. And uh, the I love thing NASCAR, is, though. The thing is, uh, Tony Stewart has no chance of winning the Cup this year. He's been down in terms of his finishes in the past three years. So I, I, I don't want to say I don't care, but uh, I wouldn't have noticed it if Tony Stewart was in the Daytona 500. Yes, you would. Oh, what do you mean you wouldn't have noticed it? I'm not a big Tony guy, and that was before he killed the man. I'm not saying he murdered him. No, he didn't. I'm just saying he killed him. Yes, he killed. Well, obviously, he killed him. He was on the track. Yeah, and he killed him. Well, time for a drink break here on Weekly Drinks. God damn it! We'll be back in 30 seconds. Weekly drinks. Hope you enjoyed that drink break. We sure did. Great. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. And uh, since it's time now, as we're heading to the end of the show, it's time to look back on what's happened not only today, but today in sports or not sports history. Come on here, Biz, and tell us all about it. There's a line drive into right field for a base hit. Robinson picks the ball up, puts it back into the infield. Sports history. Jack, we went over last uh, last segment, last two segments. So I'm timing me, and I'm going to see how fast I can do this. Are you ready? Go ahead, Grant. I'll go there with you. On this day in 1855, U.S. citizens citizenship laws amended. All children of U.S. parents born abroad granted U.S. citizenship. Great job. And now Ted Cruz gets to run for president next. Oh my God. 1860, Johannes Brahms. Creates his second serenade in A, and it premieres. Next. <laughs> you love Brahms, man. I do love Brahms. 1863, the first U.S. fire extinguisher patent granted to Allenson Crane in Virginia. Allenson. Never heard that name before. Never, Next. Never heard it either. 1878, Peter Tchaikovsky, Fourth Symphony in F premieres. Now, Tchaikovsky. You know I can get down some Tchaikovsky. I love Tchaikovsky. Next. 1900s, Peter Ostulin skates world record. 
500 meters in 45.2 seconds. Which is pretty crazy, seeing that not only he's on skates, but he's going in a circle. 500 meters. Next. On this day in 1904, Japan and Russia declare war. Great war. Next. Great war. It was a great war. (laughs) On this day in 1908, Tommy Burns KOs Jack Palmer in four for the heavyweight boxing title. And everyone there still remembers it. Next. Everyone there. In 1920, baseball outlaws all pitches involving tampering with the ball. We still have that rule today. Should have happened sooner. Next. In 1923, ink paste is manufactured for the first time by Standard Ink Company. Standard Ink Company, uh, their stocks are doing pretty well right now, actually. Next. Sorry, I had to drink. On this day in 1924, Becky Harris, she's 27, becomes the youngest baseball manager. 27. He's baseball 27. Manager. I meant to say he. It's not I'd Becky say, Harris. It's I said Bucky Harris. I did. Next. <sighs> Washington. On this day in 1925, the first waterless gas storage tank put into service in Michigan City, Indiana. So before that, I guess they were just putting the gas Get in hot water from the stove. Ah, No, not from the stove, from the fire. From the fire. Next. On this day in 1933, Hitler proclaims end of Marxism. And brings in fascism. Next. There you go. In 1940, Tom and Jerry, created by Hannah and Barbara, debuted at MGM. Great job, Tom and Jerry. Next. On this day in 1942, Glenn Miller awarded the first ever gold record for selling one million copies of Chattanooga Choo Choo. (laughs) Next. On this day in 1945, Rum and Coca-Cola by the Andrew Sisters hits number one on the charts. All the way back in uh, 1945. That was a long time ago. Yeah, we're still drinking song. on that Rum and Coca-Cola. Absolutely. Next. On this day in 1947, World War II peace treaties are signed. Two years after the war ended, which is strange. Yeah. Next. On this day in 1949, Arthur Miller's Death of a Salesman opens at Morosco Theater in New York City. Dennis Hoffman, John Malkovich, if you haven't seen the uh, on-screen version of that with those two guys, you should. Next. It's great. On this day in 1961, the AFL's L.A. Chargers moved to San Diego. And the Chargers are about to move right on back. Yeah, Next. they are. On this day, 1962, Jim Beattie there. Beattie? Beattie. Yeah, Beattie. Sets American Indoor mile record at... Three minutes and 58 seconds, point nine, in L.A. Good for you. And little did he know that his record would just be destroyed years later. On this day in 1971, Bill White becomes first African-American baseball announcer, announcer with the New York Yankees. And that was, and that was, I think, only three years after uh, all of the uh, civil rights reform. Yep. So good for you. On this day in 1982, 28 skiers perform backflips while holding hands at Bromont, Quebec. What happens if one of them doesn't do it? They if all one of them wreck. doesn't get. Yeah, they all wreck, right? All wreck. On this day in 1989, Miami Vice's 100th episode is seen on TV. Never seen it. Don't plan on doing it's it. Pretty good. Next. It's all right. On this day in 1992, Mike Tyson convicted of raping Desiree Washington in Indiana. This is the second time that Mike Tyson has been involved in today in sports or not sports history. Next. I know. I'm sorry. On this I'm day in 19... I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> on this day in 1993, Michael Jackson talks to Oprah Winfrey. It airs on ABC and drew an astounding 39.3 rating, 56 share. I don't know what that stuff means, but 90 million people watched it. 39.3 is a pretty good rating. In 1990. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Next. In 1996, IBM Computers, Deep Blue, it's called Deep Blue, becomes the first computer to win a game of chess against a reigning human chess champion. Gary uh, Kasparov was a champion there, and Gary Kasparov 
You ain't no Bobby Fischer. Next. Ain't no Bobby Fischer. In 1999, the 49th Berlin International Film Festival happens. The Thin Red Line is played there, and it wins the Golden Bear Award. Uh, it then went on to be nominated for seven Oscars. Didn't win one. Didn't win any. That's a damn yeah, shame. It should have. Sorry for you. On Next. this day, 2013, the 66th, Brit- 66th British Academy Awards uh, Award Argo Best Film. Hmm. Good for you, Argo. That did they won? Uh, did they win Best Film? Also for the uh, American I'm, Academy. I'm pretty Award? sure they did. I think they did too. Next. Yep. On this day, 2013, the 55th Grammy Awards. Somebody that I used to know by Gaete won. Wait, uh, did that win? Oh, yeah, gross. that was best best uh, song or something. We are young. I don't know what that is. Gross. And Babel by Mumford and Sons. I think that was a album one. Yeah, awful year. That dude. was a bad year for music. Yeah. Uh, bad, damn, bad year. I'm sorry that I lived in that year. Yeah. Well, uh, that was a pretty speedy this day in sports. Not well, really. What is uh, what is our ending time here? I don't know, man. Well, maybe you could... Uh, Five, six minutes. About Jesus six minutes. Christ. Yeah, well, we could do better. Yeah, we could. But you know what, Grant? We'll do it next week, though. We could also do worse. And on that sure. note, we're going to go to our last drink break. We'll be back in 30 seconds. segment here of weekly drinks and here in our last segment we like to do our top fives so grant it's time for our top fives top five well jack top five this week on top fives uh i got top five super bowl commercials from this week um, I guess I'm just going to go into these and no particular order. Well, I'll go into order of my uh, viewing pleasure. Um, I'd say number five was the Hyundai commercial with uh, Ryan... Oh, what's his last name? Reynolds. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds, yes. Yep. I thought that was a great one. Everyone looking, uh, going down the street. Ryan Reynolds being the only person in this neighborhood. And these two girls in a Hyundai are just... Gazing at Ryan, he's a he's a cute boy. He's a good-looking guy, and everything's better when you're in a Hyundai. Exactly. Next. Uh, number four, I would go with the another Hyundai commercial, first date. Hyundai really tearing up Super Bowl Fifty. Yeah, they were. They they had two great commercials. It was the one with Kevin Hart in it, uh, and he was spying on the man who was taking his daughter out uh, for the night, and he gave him his Hyundai so he could track um, the car. Hmm. I thought it was a pretty good commercial. Okay. Number three, I'd go with the a Doritos commercial. Uh, it's the dogs one when the dogs are trying to go into the supermarket and the store owner... I did like that one. Yeah, that was, was a good one. The store owner is just like, no, no dogs allowed, but eventually they dress up as humans and mm-hmm. go in and buy Doritos. Wow. Number... What is this? Two? Number two. I'd say was... This is a tough one for me. I've got, I've got two... I, I'm gonna have to go with the other Doritos one. The ultrasound, it was funny, but but my number one I think is funnier. I it was good for me because I used to have. We'll get to there. Uh, the ultrasound one is what I'm talking about. The Doritos ultrasound when the dad is hovering the Doritos chip over the um, pregnant wife's 
stomach. The baby, yeah, the baby, the baby in the, in the and stomach. And then the baby the plunges baby out. plunges out of her capsule. Which is pretty great. Yeah. Especially was, seeing the baby in the ultrasound just jump yeah. like Michael Phelps into a swimming pool out of the well, womb. Maybe he was Michael Phelps. Who knows? Um, number one. I'd go with the Wiener Stampede. Only for the for me, it's that's it's my the Wiener one. Dogs. That's Only it. for the one shot of these, just a pack of Wiener Dogs yeah. in these hot dog suits, just gallop. I thought that was so funny. I and loved I, it. I used to have a Wiener Dog, and he was my favorite. He was my favorite dog I've ever had. He was a great pup. And that's all for our top fives. Now it's time to that we answer out. some crans. Yep. We answer ourselves some crans. Some crans, and also some questions, Grant. Would you mind uh, going over what our questions were for the day today? If I remember, Jack, I'd tell you. But the question number one was, there's only one athlete to hit a Major League Baseball home run and score a National Football League touchdown. And if I could, God, man, I butcher this shit. I butcher it. Uh, In the same week. In the same week. In the same week. Which is ridiculous. You know he did it in the same week? I, I just read that. So he's the same athlete who is the only person ever to play in both the World Series and the Super Bowl. And the answer is Deion Sanders. That is true. And that's yes, it. that's and it. Our next question, Grant. Wow, you asshole. Okay. Uh, Florida states Jameis Winston became the youngest player to win the Heisman in December of 2013. Who was the oldest winner and how old was he? Uh, Chris Winkie was the oldest winner in Heisman history, and I want to say that he was 23 when he won the award. Is that correct? Nope. Was he 25? Nope. Was he 26? Nope. No, he, he, here's here's something, Grant. Was he 27? He was not. How old was he? 28. 28. You know, I, I only needed one more guess. One more guess. Uh, only one what more. you needed. Well, I'll say I went one and a half for two this week. On the questions. Maybe, well, if you want to say one and a half, one and... One and a half out of two. Two, two out of three. I'd say two out of three. Two, okay. Two out of three. Two out of three. Two out of three is fine with me. Uh, now, if if you listen to the show, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. But this show's about to get a lot worse. It's about to get terrible. Because we have nothing to talk about, really. There's no football. Uh, no football. Baseball doesn't start for a month. So we're pleading you to not listen le- next week. The only sports that we have right now going are the NHL, which we didn't talk about any of this week because no. the Preds suck. Yep. Uh, we uh, barely talked about the NBA, and the only thing we yep. talked about was LeBron and Kobe. Yep. And uh, NASCAR, I'll be over in a month, yep. uh, two weeks exactly. after the Daytona 500. Exactly. So, um, what are we gonna do? If you're for some reason listening this long, just stop. Yeah, please. I mean, I I kind of don't want to. But here's one thing: since we want to have as much to talk about, the show will be shorter. Hey, there you go. And on, a... and on that note, Jesus, Christ. we will or will not uh, see you next week. This has been Weekly Drinks. Peace. Well, all right, two squares, it's time you smoked. Fire up this funk and let's have a toke. It'll make you dance with some everything. 